Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? What's up, nerds? Welcome to another very special and very unique uh, first time on the road episode of the Multiverse Report. Uh, we are recapping the week's nerdy news from Syracuse, New York to Saratoga Springs, New York, and everywhere in between. That's right. We are coming to you live from a random hotel room in <laughs> Saratoga Springs, New York, together in one yeah. screen. Look, we're in the same it's, it's space. A physical thing. We can touch each other. It's wild. <laughs> Never happens before. Anyway, my name is Mike Gibson. Uh, with me as always, Steve Howard. What's up, Steve? Well, it's really awkward having to look at the screen to see you <laughs> and strange. like. But yeah, we're uh, we're here to tear it up on the uh, multiverse <laughs> report after party for, uh, for for Saratoga Comic Con. Yep, coming to you a day in advance because we're doing two full days here at Saratoga Comic Con, and um, it's nine o'clock as we are nine o eight as we're recording this. It feels it's like one a.m. It feels like one o'clock in the morning. We're exhausted being on our feet all day and we know that after another day of doing this we will not want to drive two and a half hours home and then record a uh, podcast that night we'll want to go to sleep and that's what we're doing so we thought ahead smart people that we are and we brought uh, our recording equipment and figured out a makeshift um makeshift uh, video and recording thing so it might sound a little different definitely looks different uh for those of you watching if anyone's watching but um uh, yeah, here we are. So we got uh, some news to recap. But first, we're going to talk about Saratoga Comic Con. Steve, yeah. um, what did you think of it? This is, I'm not somebody that has gone to a lot of comic book conventions in my life. I've gone to a few. Yeah. I've certainly never tabled at one um, to the extent that I did today. I've done a mini con, at right. least. Um, but today was like the first... Full day at a full-blown comic convention for me, so... Um, and like you said a couple times today, it was weird being on the other side of the table. Like, you've been to right. conventions, but yeah, not like, in the same way. Yeah, like, comic conventions I haven't been to a ton of. I've been to other cons, like uh, PAX Unplugged we usually go to, uh, my buddies and I. Yeah. Um, been to, like, BlizzCon in Anaheim, a couple things like that. It's very different being on the back side of the table. Yeah. Uh, like... Having to, I think you 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 brought it up. Having to switch it on, and yeah. like and every time somebody notice. comes up, you're like, "Hey, how you doing? What's going on? Yeah. How are we?" Yeah, you have to be ready to smile and yeah. engage at a moment's notice. You have Very to be, you have to say hi to everybody that makes eye contact with you, <laughs> and then you have a split second to judge how interested they are in hearing what you have to say right. or continuing to stand there, continuing to talk to you. You have to judge that immediately. Or risk really turning somebody off, <laughs> yep. or sucking somebody in, yep. um, which is wild. And like you and I were saying, there's so many times we would like pitch the book to people, mm-hmm. and the book I'm selling my book, The Amazing Shakes, um, was all, was also selling a horror anthology called From the Static that was put out by Band of Bards Publishing in Buffalo, Buffalo, New York. We sold out of that, so if you're coming to tomorrow's Saratoga Comic Con, sorry, that yeah, book's you gone. You are not getting that book. You're not. It's all gone. Very popular. Um, and we were talking about how sometimes we would pitch the book and reactions all over the place. Like, <laughs> And you couldn't gauge what the person was going to do by the reaction. No. There was like, 
oh, that sounds cool. And they, they seem very excited. And then they just they walk away, patter off into the distance. Yeah. Or the opposite of like, oh, okay. And then they reach for their wallet. Yeah. And you're like, <laughs> you're what like, is oh, going you, on? Oh, you're buying this? Oh, okay, great. Like, that seemed very nonplussed. Yeah. But we're... <laughs> But we're in. Okay, cool. You're throwing me ten bucks or seven bucks yeah. or whatever. So it's like here's twenty seven dollars for three books. And yeah. You're like, uh, you sounded like you didn't care what I was talking about <laughs> at, at all. all. Yeah. Um. So yes, yeah, so we had a good first day. Although uh, we're exhausted, like we said, standing up most of the day because we feel like I feel like standing is easier to engage with people. Yeah. Especially how our booth is set up, we'd have to like reach over things to like point to other things is just awkward yeah i feel like the only time either of us was sitting was when the other was standing yeah yeah it's like somebody has to be up to be able to right do things um but yeah and yeah it was a good day yeah if anyone hasn't been to this con and you're interested it it seems like a very well-run well put together uh convention that is you know there's a lot of good stuff a lot of interesting stuff there and um, they do it twice a year. Did you yeah, hear that? Yeah, yeah they do a fall one and a like Mayish, um, right? Yeah, 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 spring one too, or something too. So, so this is the fall one, I guess. Um, so who knows? Maybe I'll be back here in May. Yeah, no, yeah. it's like I said. I mean, they a uh, bunch of other vendors that are all very well put together. Like extremely, like the floor is pretty well organized. There's a, yep. a ton of vendors. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's, uh, really yeah, it's impressive. Pack them in. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything else. I'm trying to think. My mind is like a, a mush right now. Yeah. No, I'm, it's... I'm glad that all the news we're reading, I'm going to be reading off of a screen because I feel like I can't <laughs> formulate my own. Yeah, it's kind of uh, weird. Yeah. Uh, like the breadth of. We were actually we were discussing it when we first got there. Um, there, There's such a breadth of people that go to Comic Cons now. Yeah. Like between anime and comics and just pop culture in general. Huge and, anime contingency yeah, at this Comic Con for sure. Yeah. Like of the cosplays we were talking, we're like, you know, we're relatively deep in the fandom and we recognize like 40% of them at <laughs> yeah. best. A lot of stuff we had no idea who people were. They looked great though. Yeah. Oh, extremely well executed. Yeah. Like big A plus um, cosplay work uh, for sure. Um, who did we see that was great? We saw a Rocketeer. It was excellent. Oh, was we have to post that picture. With Dazzler. Yes, and he's <laughs> dating or married to someone yep. da- as Dazzler, which is great. Yep. Uh, like, the, or like the white jumpsuit. Yeah, like OG. makeup on her face. That was awesome. Yep. Um, we got an awesome Red Hood. Yep. And an awesome Mandalorian. Uh, a lot of A bunch of Mandalorians, yeah. actually, yeah. Re- and they were all really good. Like, I didn't see any... Yeah, there was Any no half, half-assed Mandalorian. No half-assed all, Mandalorians, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of great things. We have a whole family that were uh, the X-Men. Oh, like, yeah, like the whole tip to tail, like parents all the way yeah. down to kids. Yeah. And I think it was multiple families because there were like probably three or four adults that I think were. think so, yeah. But they were like literally the full giant size team. Yeah, and different ages of yeah. children. But we had amongst them, there was a, a prof- Professor X, a Jean... A Wolverine, a Storm, a Jubilee, a Cyclops, a Nightcrawler, and a Colossus. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Big yep. family walking around as the X Men. It was excellent. Um, also, shout out to cosplayer Harley Knox, who uh, is also staying in this hotel, and who Steve and I, mostly me, interrupted a photo shoot she was doing at the end of our hallway roughly four to five times right when, i had to keep going in and out of the doors yeah thing. physically yeah. ran into we're <laughs> yep. like we opened the door we're like oh hey how you doing so whoops 
Sorry about that, Harley. I'm sure the pictures will come out great, even though Steve and I are bumbling our way through a lot of them, I guess. Anyway, um, let's jump right into, this is a big week for news. It seemed it, yeah. It seemed it. It went by fast, and you know we're doing this a day ahead of when we normally do, but a lot of big stuff dropped this week, a lot of Marvel stuff, including not confirmed, but being reported that we have some Fantastic Four casting. Um, and some of these are castings that I had heard last week um, from Jeff Snyder on the Hot Mike podcast. Uh, he was saying last week, and it's being additionally confirmed this week, that uh, Vanessa Kirby will be playing Sue Storm, Invisible Woman, which is a name we heard yeah, for this for a while. A couple, couple different times. We had also heard, I believe, from Jeff Snyder, Joseph Quinn... Um, Eddie, Johnny, right. Eddie Munson from yep. Stranger Things. We saw a bunch of Eddie Munson uh, cosplays today. So much Stranger yeah. Things Eddie today, yeah. Um, Joseph Quinn playing the Human Torch, Johnny Storm. Eben Moss Bacharach playing the Thing. But the big one that we hadn't heard before that came out this week, which I feel like on last week's Hot Mike podcast, he was teasing this but not saying it because he wasn't. it wasn't close enough that he felt like he could say it, but he was saying that it was not a white person. It's being reported that Reed Richards, Mr. Fantastic, will be played by Pedro Pascal. Yeah. The Mandalorian himself. Din Djarin and Joel. And Oberyn Martell. Yes. Yeah. So he's literally soaking up the nerd money. Yeah, all sorts of nerd money everywhere. So, Steve, you and I are a little split on this because I think it would be cool for Pedro Pascal to play Reed Richards, you are not really on board. I guess, I'm not, I'm like, torn. wild about it, but I see it... I think he's a great actor. Yes. And we don't know how the script is portraying Reed Richards. Right. So we I don't, guess that's the crux. That's the crux, yeah, yeah. Is, like, I I love Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Like, I think my first time seeing him was Oberyn Martell, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Same. this guy is, like, absolutely slaying it. Yeah. And then he ended up everywhere. Yeah. And it's like, I I don't know. For me, it's a, he's he shows he has range, but does he have that, I am a, I don't want to say self, well, self-absorbed, like, yeah, I am the smartest man in the room and I know it and I will tell you that. Yeah. And I'm doing what I'm doing and I'm going to be a dick about it. Right. But not realize I'm being a dick. Yeah. And just like, I don't know if he can portray that Reed Richards. I'm sure he can. I think he can do that. He shows he has so much range in a lot of things. But like, my initial gut was like, I don't know. Because I haven't seen him play something in that vein. Yeah. So it's like, that's where my worry came from. Right. Now that said, assuming he has that range, fucking, why not? Yeah. it's great. I mean, all of it, like, like Joel, his role of Joel on The Last of Us, he's a hard ass. Yeah. And he's a curmudgeon. Yeah. He's not, the, he's not a genius. Right. He's not, like, arrogant. He's just, like, beaten. See, and that's the thing is, I don't know if we've seen him play that yeah. arrogant. But if you take, but he's, like, rough. He's, a, he's like, rough around the edges. If yeah. you take out his heart of gold from that character, he's kind of an asshole. Right. So. Kind of. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if you, if he can do that, plus add the fact that he's a arrogant super genius, then I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe he can do it. Yeah. I think he's got it. Again, that, none of these have been fully confirmed. This is just, I think a lot of this is 
accurate, seeing as how these are names I've heard Jeff Snyder say for a few weeks now, if yeah. not months. Some like Vanessa Kirby, I remember hearing a long time ago. Yeah, same thing with uh, yeah uh, Quinn as the yep. as John, and even I've heard that Eben Moss Bacharach is in the mix to be in the movie, but not necessarily as the thing. But now right. they're saying he's going to be the thing. Um, and keep in mind, like for you or for anyone else that's iffy on Peter Pascal as Reed Richards, keep in mind. It's being. It has been reported many times. Reed Richards is not the lead of this movie. Sue Storm is the lead character in this movie. The movie right. is about Sue, and so Vanessa Kirby, for all intents and purposes, will be God, how many the lead. How many nerds are gonna freak out about like that statement? It so hurts me many, to think so many misogynist nerds. I love it because I love Vanessa Kirby. I think she's a great actor. I yeah. think I've only seen her in the Mission Impossible movies, but I think she's great. I think she's gorgeous. I would love to see her lead a film. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, and and Sue has a compelling enough like for sure. Well, it's funny because in hindsight, uh, Sue has a compelling enough arc and all that like that you can yeah. make that a lead. But think back to the original Fantastic Four, and yeah. it was like uh, a little less so. Yeah, like, for sure. But she's like, it, it would be great to see. Yeah. Um. Oh boy, we got people. Oh, hey Brian. Oh hey, looks we got chats. Yeah, that's right, Maxwell Lord himself. Um, I forgot that he was Maxwell Lord playing another, um, another, uh, yeah, because he's been, man, he's in Star Wars, he's been in DC, now he's going to be in Marvel. Guy's all over the place. Pedro Pascal. Um, and Brian, but, Brian, let us know if we're coming through Chappie or anything and we'll try to fix yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, this is, we're, we're winging know, it. <laughs> winging it for, for real, so let us know if anything sounds or looks terrible. Besides our faces. Yeah, they look terrible all the time. Um, that's not all the casting we got for Fantastic Four. Again, rumored. But it is being rumored. The role of Doctor Doom. Which, one, I don't think we even knew for sure that Doctor Doom was going to be in this movie. Right. No, that said, how are you going to make a Fantastic Four movie? Or, let me rephrase that. How is a studio going to make a Fantastic Four movie without putting Doom in it? Yeah. Because you at least want to, like, introduce the character. Right. To set him up for later. Because we've just been... I don't... I've been hearing Galactus, Galactus, Galactus as the villain. And yeah. we'll get to that in a second. But it is reportedly... It's, sorry. It is being reported that the role of Doctor Doom is going to go to Mads Mikkelsen. Who's a great actor. A great villainous actor. Yeah. However, has already played a villain... In the Marvel Cinematic Universe, he was in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah. So that's weird. To me, that means they're not going to introduce... They're they're not going to introduce Victor Von Doom. They're just going straight to Under the Mask. Because you're not going to have Kaisili... Well, I guess... I don't know. (sighs) I mean, if this makes it even weirder... Jeff Snyder last week on the podcast and in the article that I read talking about Fantastic Forecasting is apparently before Pedro Pascal they were considering not only Adam Driver who we heard about a million times but also Jake Gyllenhaal like seriously considering Jake Gyllenhaal despite him playing Mysterio right in Spider-Man Far From Home so are, what's are we going on here Marvel like <laughs> what is um, happening like are they really leaning into their multiverse thing and being like well in this universe i mean it's a fantastic four movie you've already cast namor just make him the freaking villain yeah yeah (laughs) yeah i could 
Or go Mole Man. Like, go, go full-blown Mole Man. I would love if they did Mole Man. <laughs> I really would. I really would. I think you could make that guy terrifying. Um, speaking of villains, this is another name that I feel like I... I don't think we've talked about this podcast. We did once. We did a once. A long time ago. Because it's been rumored for a long time, which kind of makes me think that it's true. Um, but it's being reported that Marvel's top choice for the main villain of the film, Galactus, is going to be Javier Bardem um, playing Galactus. No offer yet, but sources say that Oscar winner Javier Bardem is Marvel's top choice to play Galactus in Fantastic Four. That was tweeted by Jeff Snyder on November 16th. Um, Javier Bardem is a great actor. I feel like I haven't seen him in anything in a while. Um, but he's yeah. really great. And uh, I also remember hearing Jeff Snyder talk on his podcast last week about how they are going to be doing, if they're doing Galactus, they're going to be doing Silver Surfer. And there will be um, poss possibly multiple heralds of Galactus, one of them being Silver Surfer. So Norrin Rad will be cast in this. Seemingly, yes. Okay. Like the Javier Bardem thing is, uh, like it boggles my mind because it's like, I just can't put my brain around anyone playing Galactus, so right. <laughs> it's like, yeah. uh, okay, sure. Yeah. I think he'll be good, though. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't uh, disagree. I like that he's a Latino. Um, apparently, before Pedro Pascal was in the mix as uh, Mr. Fantastic, Kevin Feige was nervous about the cast being, quote, way too white, is what's being, um, the quote being thrown around. And uh, he would have been right. Because all those people are very white. Yeah. Besides Peter Pascal, I'm surprised there's not a black person um, being rumored for Fantastic Four. Like shocked, to be honest with you. The my I'm only, shocked that it's as white as it is. My only thought on that is people like, and this is putting on my studio brain of people thinking that casting a diverse Fantastic Four cast would make them think of the shitstorm that was the michael b jordan starring one which was yeah. no fault of him no not at all no fault of any actor in that movie but that no. movie is garbage um yeah that's true like that's where that's where my brain goes as far as what the studios are thinking or right whatnot right um so yeah all in all i think that's a pretty strong fantastic forecast uh and we'll see if the pedro pascal thing shakes out if that's true yeah or not um that's not the only big MCU news we got this week. Mm. Not even the big or the not not even the only big Fantastic Four adjacent news. Right. Yeah, we got um, this is and the Fantastic Four stuff is positive news because that means that movie's moving forward and they're actually doing things with right. it. Uh, this is negative news, I guess, depending on how you look at it. That um, might be positive news for me. I think it's positive news for me as well. Within the last week. The writer, Jeff Loveness, of Avengers Kang Dynasty, and the director, Daniel, or sorry, Destin Daniel Cretton, of Avengers Kang Dynasty, have both been removed from the project. Um, so Avengers Kang Dynasty, currently without a writer or a director, uh, Destin Daniel Cretton, um, it's being called an amicable exit. And that Cretton is still on board working with Marvel on the Wonder Man series and Shang-Chi 2. 
Right. He, he was directed the, the first one. Yep. Yep. Um, so there's no love loss between Destin Daniel Cretton and Disney or Marvel because he's still working on those two projects. He's just not doing Kang Dynasty. Jeff Loveness taking out the project as well. So, Steve, these two things happening, being announced within a week of each other, what does this tell you about Avengers Kang Dynasty? Well, this combined with the fact that hypothetically watching Loki could have tied up some like threads with any potential Kang storylines yeah. makes me think that Marvel is seeing or reading the the tea leaves and possibly moving away from Kang as the uh, yeah the big bad of the current Avengers phase. Yes, this tells me that exactly that. Yeah, that they're gonna dump they're gonna dump um what's his face what's his name Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors <laughs> that guy that guy whose name I forgot he's um, a that guy actor yeah he's about to be <laughs> yeah. he's about to become that that guy actor. Oh, that guy who got convicted of assault. Um, uh, this tells me that Disney is dumping him because he's about to be convicted, or not even convicted. He's about to be on trial for assault. Right. And Disney, very family-friendly, uh, doesn't want to be and shouldn't be in bed with anybody who is on trial for assaulting a woman. It's a bad, uh, bad, bad form on bad the form, uh, use but, of... Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> um and the fact that this movie that has his character's name in the title no longer has a director or a writer makes me think they're not going to make this movie. Yeah. Um, and they will announce a different Avengers movie in its place. Maybe this summer at Saratoga Comic Con. Or whatever. So, um, don't be surprised, people, if you hear the next announcement about this movie being that it did no longer just, exists. Did you just Freudian slip that? What did I say? You said at Saratoga Comic Con instead of oh, San yes. Diego Comic Con. I did say Saratoga Comic Con. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention tomorrow at Saratoga Comic Con when Kevin Feige walks out and announces the new Avengers movie. Oh, um, uh, we've officially lost it. <laughs> they should. That would be crazy. They should do that. Instead Just go to of, random cons. Uh, not announce it. They should not announce where they're going, but they should. Kevin Feige should walk out at a random oh, that'd be Saratoga mm-hmm. Springs or some yep wherever. And just be like, hey, we're announcing the next Phase 7 of the MC. That would be amazing. Yeah, just People smatter it. lose like their random minds. Yes, that's throughout. a great idea. Like, hey, we're, just, we're announcing X-Men at Tuscaloosa Comic Con. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, anywhere. We're, we're heading to Nebraska and doing, like... Oh, it'd be great. <laughs> That'd be great press. They should do that. Yeah. Marvel, do that. Um, I wonder if Tuscaloosa has a Comic Con. It was a great poll. Yeah. I, I, hope that, I hope that they do. <laughs> um, all right. So be on the lookout for uh, Jonathan Majors to be removed from the MCU and for this movie to not be made. Yeah. Um, speaking about movies that have been made that maybe maybe shouldn't have been. Who knows? Definitely shouldn't have been. We got, we got a trailer for one. Steve's a definitely I'm a maybe. I'm a maybe. I'm up in the air. This is I'm ex- I was no, excited. I, I'm excited to talk about this. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> I made definitely shouldn't have been made, but from what I've seen definitely I'm, has been made. Definitely has been made and I'm I'm intrigued but maybe not in a good way. Yeah. Also drink Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Steve said intrigued. Um All right. Faithful listeners of this show will know that Steve and I have been obsessed with talking about a movie called Madam Web for a long time. Because 
to us, it makes no sense that they're making a Madam Web movie. And until this week, when we saw the new trailer for the Madam Web movie, we had no idea what it was about, who was in it, what was happening. No. Or what was going to happen with this movie? Why it was even a thing? No, most of those things we Mike still mentioned, know. we have no clue on still, <laughs> even after watching the trailer. Accurate. Yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, there's a uh, there's a trailer for this movie. Yes. We just watched it before we started recording, and I already don't remember much of it. Uh, Madam Webb does things. She does things. Okay, it stars uh, Dakota Johnson as Madam Webb, yep. Cassandra Webb, who has some kind of, she can see glimpses of yeah, the future. Yeah, she's a clairvoyant. Clairvoyant. Um, they don't really tell you how she started being able to do this, but she does. Um, and she gets uh, hooked up with three younger women. Just keeps running. And it seemed, from the trailer, it seems like they, their paths just keep intersecting. Yes, like the universe is telling them to be together somehow like a web of something a web of some kind interesting so we knew that sydney sweeney was in this movie we knew that she was playing julia carpenter who was one version of spider woman one of my favorite versions of spider woman um that is confirmed in this trailer she's wearing the there's a very a close it's it's strange like you see you see all three of these spider women but not really well yeah like um like the shots are very grainy-ish yeah, and yeah, quick. Yeah. Especially and... the Sydney Sweeney. You don't get a good look at her. You yeah, get, it you looks... get her face, and so... she's like doing a thing with her hands at one point, but you don't really see like a right. full costume. So Julia movie. Carpenter traditionally has like black suit. Yeah, with... white accents. Yeah, and like kind of the almost the symbiote looking eyes. Yes. Like the white, yep. the spidey black suit eyes. Yeah. Uh, with this, there were no white eyes. They were cut out. Yeah. But it was like the same kind of suit, but weirdly cut out eyes. Yeah. So she's in it. We got to see her. Uh, Celeste O'Connor is playing Maddie Franklin, who's another version of Spider-Woman. Uh, I believe she's the one with the legs out of the back. The, is that right? The like, Spider-looking? Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that her? Um, and then we also got Isabella Merced, who's set to play Hawkgirl in the DCU, um, walking between two worlds, playing Anya uh, Corazon. Uh, his character's name is Arana, I guess, who is another kind of Spider-ish person. Aranya? Aranya? Okay. Aranya yeah. either. That's true. Okay. Sorry. You know me in pronunciation. That's true. I don't do it well. Um, well, now that I can see the same thing you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, you can help me. <laughs> so that's three okay. uh, female spider people uh, assisting Dakota Johnson. There is one line in this trailer that has already been memed. Oh my god, it was so bad. Like crazy, because it's real bad. Um, Real bad. Uh, because another character in this movie is um, being played by a guy named Tahar Rahim, Ezekiel Sims. Yeah, which is not, uh, if anyone is a Spider fan, is that a thing? And we're going to go with it. Yeah. Uh, if anyone is a uh, Spider fan, uh, it's not the same Zeke Sims from the comics. Well, no. it is, but it's not. Uh, he's one... straight up wearing like an evil Spider-Man costume in this trailer. Yes, and is acting like a serial killer. Yeah, dressed like hunting. a Spider-Man. Strange. With spider skills and... Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. Um, uh, but she keeps Julia Carpenter... Not Julia Carpenter, sorry. Madam Webb keeps seeing this man show up over and over again. And um, uh, it's one line where she says, I know that man. He was with my mother in the rainforest while she was studying spiders just before she died. It's just like this... 
line that is trying to cram in so much information in a completely unnatural way. It's already been memed to death. Look up some of the memes um, on your favorite social media account. Uh, they're very funny. Um, I think this trailer looks interesting. I think this movie looks interesting. I don't know if it is good. No. Um, that remains to be seen. But I think it looks interesting. I like the idea of uh, four women, four spider-related women teaming up to start fighting bad dudes. It seems I like, like I idea. enjoy the premise of what's supposed to be happening in yeah. this movie. From um, watching what's going to be happening in this movie, I don't know if I like what's yeah. going to be happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> As Brian in the chat says, the costumes. There are some costumes. Yeah, they Not are great costumes, costumes, but they're costumes. It almost seemed like that. It almost seemed like this movie's not done. Or something. This trailer. Yeah, know. yeah, it was kind of a weird feel to it. Um, I'll be interested to see a second trailer to see if that like kind of refines it at all. Are but, we um, going to though? I don't know because it comes out in February. Right. So we'll probably, probably get one, one more and then like next uh, month in January or something. Yeah. Um. But anyway, yeah, Madam Web. Finally, a trailer for Madam Web. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. We'll see what it is. I will say I liked this trailer more than I liked the trailer for Craven the Hunter. You're really setting the bar high, aren't you? Hey, it's a bar that Sony is setting. I'm not setting that bar. Sony is setting the bar. Okay, fair. So that's not me. Speaking of the bar, they're the ones. The new beer. There you go. Uh, I'm yeah. I'm close enough. Yeah. Pumpkin or October? Oh, I don't care. Okay. Pumpkin's fine. Um. Yes, this is going to be a beautifully shitty movie, Brian. A beautifully shitty movie, yeah. I hope it's good. I still hope it's good. Who knows? Maybe it's not, but I don't know. I hope it's good. Uh, another trailer that we got this week, uh, I just watched for the very first time, right before we started recording, was a new trailer for season two of Marvel's What If animated series um, that comes out December 22nd and releases once one episode a day every day for yeah, nine it's days coming to you done. every year yeah apologies steve, for anyone lot, steve is blowing up right now i don't know if you guys can hear those dings going yeah on. there's a syracuse football game going on but yeah steve is a popular guy right now despite him not even being at home yeah. watching this game he's getting blown up <laughs> yeah matt said he watched the trailer on uh his phone without sound it looked like a crappy drama film a crappy drama show on TV. That is wonderfully accurate. Yeah. It's like Days of Our Spider Lives or something. <laughs> um, it felt like a trailer they were trying to... <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to work on that, Matt. It f Back to the Madam Web trailer real quick. It feels like a move... Like, it has to... I feel like it's a tough trailer to make because you have to introduce five characters. You have to introduce four heroes and a villain. You have to set up the fact that one of them can see the future, which I think they do well in the trailer. And then you have to set up the fact that the three younger women are possibly spider characters. But like, do they actually become those characters or are they just like future possibilities? Like they're kind of hinting at this could be your future. But then they show them all in. But but maybe suits. that's like a flash in Madam Web's mind. Maybe it doesn't actually happen. Like we don't that know what be. actually happens. All right. I feel I feel like this is a tough trailer to make for a movie that seems like a pretty high concept. 
So it could just be a clunky feeling trailer because of everything it's trying to accomplish. Or maybe it's just a bad movie. I don't know. We'll see on February 14th. Why not both? Why not both? I don't know. No reason why not both. What if season two? Steve, I think um, of the two of us in the room, you are clearly the big expert on on what if, right? The one who didn't even finish uh, the last season? Yeah. Totally. Totally. Um, yeah, you loved the first season so much, you just didn't yeah, watch it. I watched it. five episodes of it. Um, I the, was... the first season, from what I watched, the highs were very high and the lows were meh. I was like super, super mixed on season yeah. one of What If. Like, I was like, this is fine, but why? Right. Why am I doing this? Why am I watching? Nothing about the trailer for season two made me feel like I'm excited to watch it. No, outside of like listening to Michael Douglas's voice, kind of coming FB out of an animated twenty-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, huh? That sounds like a eighty-year-old Michael Douglas. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it's fine. I, this show has a lot of fans. Yeah, it's very popular. Conceptually, I love the idea of the yes. what if. I also, yeah. Um, I'll talk about a, a little bit. I'm talking about a what if comic book that I read this week or read very quickly before we started. And you got a what if uh, book signed this week. That's true. Yes. I met uh, Brian Kobasic. Sounds right. Is his first name Brian? Kevin? Kevin. Kevin? Brian? <laughs> Huge fans, clearly. <laughs> uh, but he was at Saratoga Comic Con and he happened to have drawn a Marvel book that I bought when I was like 10 <laughs> and I saw it listed on his credits before we came and I was like I have that book and I brought it and he was like whoa I haven't seen this in a long time <laughs> and he was very excited to be able to see it and sign it um, anyway um, oh thanks for hanging out Matt have a good night um, hanging in the chat um yeah, what if season two? It looks fine. The animation is cool, fine, I guess. Um, I don't know. There's nothing about it that I really that really excites me. Sorry, I was surprised. It's a very good Oktoberfest. Is it a good Oktoberfest? Um, oh, okay, good. Yeah, no, there. It's. Really, I, really... I watched two and a half minutes of very nondescript animation. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a Marvel animation. Something. It didn't really. I couldn't tell what was happening through most of it. Yeah, it wasn't really clear what the trajectory of the season is, if there is one at all. Right. Because the first season started off kind of like weekly stories that ended up, to me, surprisingly, feeding into a larger story. I didn't expect that. Okay. No hint of that in this. But there's also no, like... I it didn't seem like there were any big, like, character moments or any big, like, grabbing... Like, whoa, this character's coming back that you, you know, like, there's right. nothing that was like, oh, I can't wait to see, like, the trailers for the first one was like, oh, we get to see Captain Carter, and we get to see um, T'Challa as Star-Lord Star and all these, like, things. Like, I didn't really get that in this trailer. There wasn't, no, like, like... We sat here for two and a half minutes, and the only thing either of us said was you saying, oh, T'Chaka. Yeah. That was the extent of our commentary on this yeah, trailer. Yeah, there was, like, was a playing. lot of, like, younger, like, a... Seeming like set in the past because, like you said, it was young Hank Pym, T'Chaka instead of T'Challa, like a younger, you know, decades ago team. Yep. I mean, that idea, I guess, is cool, but there was nothing like 
whoa, Rocket Raccoon is Iron Man or something right. like that, you know, like weird stuff like that. Rocket so, Raccoon is an otter? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Groot is Black Widow or something yeah. insane, you know, like. I kind of want to see that now. I, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Show me that episode and I'll watch it. Um, do you think you will watch one episode of What If Season 2, having not even finished Season 1? No. No. I don't honestly I don't know that I will This is the Marvel guy. Yeah, you're the Marvel guy here. I feel like I'm more likely to watch it than yeah. you because I finished season one. I don't know that I will, to be honest. No offense, but we did, we did have that conversation a lot today of oh, he's the DC guy, I'm the Marvel guy. Yeah, yeah. Um No offense, it just it's not something that I yeah. loved the first time. I didn't need a second season of it. They're giving it to us. We'll see, I guess. So um moving on from Marvel to some DC, we got some new casting news this week for superman legacy which is a surprise because the character we got cast is a character that belongs to the authority another movie that they've already announced so this is um i feel like they're already showing us some connectivity between these movies they announced a superman movie they announced an authority movie and a character that's going to be in the superman movie is a member of the authority um maria gabriella de faria will be playing a character known as the Engineer. The Engineer is... Uh, what's it say? Uh, ba 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 um, She has, like, nanotechnology built into her body and has, like, liquid metal for blood, kind of, and can kind of, like, form that liquid metal into other things, like extend her metal nanotechnology beyond herself and stuff, like, shape herself but she's yeah. kind of she's like a living human android kind of more or less so she's the t1000 yeah okay. kind of yeah she's a human powered by nanotechnology it's a human machine hybrid so yeah you're the engineer thing. and i was thinking like oh it's like their version of the tinker this right. is not the case no 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 no, no. um um uh, but yeah she is a uh angela spica or spica is the character's name um alter ego name and uh yeah she was introduced in the authority number one in 1999 so she's like a hardcore member of the authority um some of the reports of this said that she was playing a villain in superman legacy so uh i know the authority are kind of like antagonistic they're not necessarily bad guys um but they kind of fight their own brand of law enforcement and uh justice so could certainly stand at odds with superman but I think James Gunn himself, when the first this news broke and they cat said she's playing a villain, I think James Gunn reposted her saying like "villain" is such a really strong word or something. So, kind of bringing our expectations down. Um, I do remember that I saw him post this on Instagram uh, or share this article that she was being cast as uh, the engineer in Superman Legacy. And underneath his post, someone said, are we going to get a Batman casting announcement anytime soon? And he said, no, we don't even have a script yet. So um, we know that that's a thing uh, that is far off. Uh, But one other thing that I forgot to call up, and I should have, is the fact that we also, the other thing that James Gunn announced this week is that we have a writer and a finished script for Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. Um, I feel like Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow kind of writes itself, seeing they already had the book. Uh, yeah, and I'm surprised because he mentioned 
Okay, yeah. Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, uh, has, it says, found a writer in Anna Noguera. Noguera. Um, Figured I'd cut you off the past. Thank you very much. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, this project is a redo for this uh, writer. Writer quietly hired to pen a Supergirl movie in 2022 when Warner Brothers was developing the project as a spinoff of The Flash, that version of Supergirl. Ah. Um, Flash featured Sasha Cali as Supergirl, but apparently they liked her work on that script so much that they brought her back to write a different Supergirl movie Is it bad based on a different Supergirl. Until we had this conversation right now, I had kind of forgotten that Supergirl was Flash, Flash contained Supergirl, yes. Um, I don't know if it's bad because I forgot a lot about that. I, I feel like if I go back and watch that movie again, I'm not going to enjoy it nearly as much as I thought I did. I know. I keep meaning to go back and watch it just to see yeah. what I think of it. Um so I feel like it really speaks to one, her writing, but also her understanding of this character. If they're moving forward with a different version of this character, but they still trusted her to write it, right. I think that's a big deal. That's really cool. Um, I feel like I remember James Gunn, I don't see it in this specific article, but I remember James Gunn tweeted something or posted something about how that her script for this movie was incredible or something, which made huh. me think that the script was already done. Um, maybe she's still working on it or something but i'm surprised I mean, it might have been his comment on the script that she had turned in for the other movie that could be could be taken out of that context um but i feel like we've heard a couple times that james gunn is working with tom king on one of the projects in his dc universe or that tom king is involved in that somehow i feel like this uh would fit that bill how is it not this because he wrote supergirl woman of tomorrow <laughs> So it's kind of surprising that this isn't the one that he's adapt that Tom King is adapting into a screenplay. But whatever. So, um, but it's cool to hear that, that movie's moving forward. I feel like that's a movie that I didn't expect to hear anything about for a while. I thought we were yeah. gonna hear Superman. I thought we were gonna hear about them like in the order that they were announced. You know, like we hadn't heard anything about we don't really know anything about the authority yet, other than this person's playing this yeah. character. We know that James Mangold's writing Swamp Thing, but we hadn't heard anything about Brave and the Bold. We haven't heard anything about Supergirl. I figured it'd be like a long, longer time, but here we go. It's being yeah. written. Great. Awesome. Um, I still have not read all of Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow. That's like something that I no, really same. need to dive into because I just hear how crazy good it is all the time. Um, and yeah, I'm excited for... Um, both of these announcements. I'm excited to hear more about Legacy. I'm sure we'll get more going on i'm sure we'll get more you know we might get confirmation that matthew vaughn is directing the authority that's been rumored for a long time um we'll figure out if uh what's his face that did the flash is still doing batman brave and the bold andrew muschietti remember oh, they announced yeah. that before the flash came yep. out but then the flash bombed so who knows um oh quick follow-up before i move on from dc stuff that i'm excited about we talked about last week how um uh famous idiot David Zaslav had uh, shelved Coyote versus Acme in favor of a uh, tax write-off. Yep. Apparently the backlash against that decision was so great that they have reversed their decision and they are going to allow the filmmakers to pitch the movie to other streamers and other studios. If like Netflix <laughs> wants to pick it up, they can pick it up and put it on Netflix or whatever. So Coyote versus Acme will not be shelved. It will be seen and released hooray um 
a but large that's the thing like i'm glad they reversed that but like from their standpoint the damage is done yeah like, no for sure the press is already out there the two movies they've finished have been canned yeah like yeah. Batgirl almost finished. But Batgirl you know I mean. wasn't done, um, but that Scooby-Doo holiday movie was done. Yeah. And this movie was done, and they tried to can this one. Yeah. But a big deal, one of the big things, besides like just like the backlash about people flipping out about yeah. it, was the fact that apparently it was reported that a lot of filmmakers that had meetings on the books with Warner Brothers canceled those meetings after this movie got shelled because we're like well i'm not, why would i take a meeting with warner brothers if i can't right. trust that they're going to release the movie that right. i 100 percent make so yeah of course of course filmmakers aren't going to want to work with you if you keep canceling movies that are completely done of course they don't want to do that so how anyone could think that's a good business move is insane but we all know david zoslov huge idiot so right that's why that happened um but it's good. I'm excited that we get to see uh, Coyote vs. Acme. Yeah, 100%. For sure. Um, Steve, you do not have a comic book to review this week. Is that correct? I do not. I have... Uh, this is not a book that's coming out this week. It came out last week, I believe. It is a... Speaking of a what if, this is Marvel's What If Tomb of Dracula. And it's like a Dracula versus Blade story. Now, I gotta say... And for people who don't know... Dracula, relatively prominent member of the uh, MC or the Marvel universe. Yeah, that's true. Of the Blade um, and the X Men, he turned Storm into a vampire. He fought Wolverine numerous times. Like, yeah, wow. There's a lot of a lot of Dracula going on. I did not know that at all. Yep. So I am not super familiar with the current Marvel lore when it comes to Blade and um, Dracula. So I didn't necessarily get the nuances of this story as far as like well this is what happened the first time but what if this happened you know like you kind of right. have to know the original story to appreciate the what if I did not know the original story necessarily um, but all in all this was a pretty if you just want to watch Blade fight Dracula for 20 pages pretty dope book there you go I gotta say I don't think you necessarily have to know the what ifs of this story in order to enjoy it because I didn't but I was just like Oh, this is Blade, you know, like kind of leaning right. into his vampirism a little bit. Like he gets bit by Drag, he gets turned into a vampire, but he's still like half and half, which I thought, I, I guess I always thought he was half and half. Yeah. But this. Maybe that's the thing, is that's how it be, became maybe the, half. Maybe that's half. the what if or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It was a weird thing. Um, But anyway, it was still cool to see, you know, yeah. just him fighting fucking dracula <laughs> it's just awesome i don't know i know um so if you like blade if you like dracula if you like uh vampires and you like reading about them then yes i do recommend this book um this is uh where's the credits page here i don't have it off the top of my dome uh oh whoa written by marv wolfman or did they just have to what? credit him because he wrote the original story uh i don't know that seems is Marv Wolfman like alive? Marv Wolfman is alive. Okay. Wow, yeah, Marv Wolfman writer. Okay. Um, Dave Cutler, penciler, uh, inkers, four different inkers. Scott Hanna, David Cutler, Victoria Obaz, uh, Olazarba, and uh, Livesey. Inkers, colorists, Antonio F uh, Fabela, D. Canife, 
and Edgar Delgado, letterer uh, Travis Lanham. Um, yeah, so that's probably why I thought it was so good. Written by Marv Wolfman, classic uh, Tomb of Dracula writer. Yeah. Come back for one more uh, stab at the what if. And I, I apologize to Marv Wolfman. I didn't realize he was only 77. I thought he was yeah. what we met. Um, you might be thinking of his partner, uh, George Perez, who passed away. Mm. Yep, um, there you go. Last year. Or two that years might be ago. it. Um, they both have appeared in recent episodes of the wonderful Teen Titans Go. <laughs> So you can check yeah, that Wolfman, out. Wolfman was the creator of Blade. I didn't realize he was the creator. I knew he wrote Tomb of Dracula. I didn't realize he created Blade. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Yep. Well, that makes sense to bring him back for the what if then. Absolutely. Um, other books coming out in your local comic book store. By the way, did we mention that this show is sponsored by Funky Tom Comics? I don't think we mentioned I, that. No, I don't think we We jumped did. right into the Saratoga-ness of this whole thing. But yeah, Funky Tom Comics, Camillus, New York. Check them out for all your comic book needs and toys and vinyl. All the yeah. stuff. I got everything. Who knows? Next year you might see them, see them out here. That's true. You might. You will definitely see them in Syracuse, New York in yeah. March at Syracuse Collectors Con. You will also see me there and you possibly also, Steve. And you'll also see Matt Flint who's in the chat. Matt Flint in the chat and Collectors Con. Check us out there. Or was in the chat. He, he was. Off, but. He did say a polite goodbye. That's true. Polite exit. And yeah, I'll be there. Nothing but a gentleman that Matt Flint. I think yes. I've been adopted as your booth buddy now. I think so. Yeah, as long as schedules align, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be these two at every Comic-Con. Why not? It's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. Um, speaking of comic books, these are some books that are coming out this week in your local comic book store. Amazing Spider-Man number 38, uh, Avengers Incorporated number 3, uh, Batman Off-World number 1 of 6. This is Jason Aaron. Uh, famed oh, Marvel writer, yeah, his I first about that. stab at the DC. Um, oh God damn it! Thing. I didn't want to have to pick that up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Batman, Superman, World's Finest, number twenty-one. Black Hammer, end number four. Captain Marvel, number two. Carnage, number one. I didn't realize Carnage was getting another. Didn't he have an ongoing? He's getting another ongoing. They had the absolute Carnage, and then they had a different Carnage. Like, I feel like he gets long minis, or like, yeah. I don't think he ever gets like a true ongoing. I think every year they just bring him back for another yeah. random six or eight issue. Honestly, I feel like that's the way to go with Carnage. Yeah. It's better in small doses. Uh, Catwoman number 59. Uh, Daredevil Black Armor number one. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, reviving the yeah. black suit. Disney Villains Hades number four. Uh, we got mm, Green Lantern War Journal number three. Gunbreed, number three. Gunslinger Spawn, number 26. Hack Slash Back to School, number two. Harley Quinn, Black, White, and Redder, number five of six. Harriet Tubman, Demon Slayer, number three. Uh, Immortal X-Men, number 17. Incredible Hulk, number six. Invincible Iron Man, number 12. Jay Garrick, The Flash, number two. Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, number two. Kill Your Darlings, number three. Uh, Lady Death Cybernetic Desecration. Okay. Wow, what a title. Uh, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars Battle World number one. What is that? I don't know. Like a revisit to the world it of looks Secret like Wars, it I guess. It might be. Uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 114. Speaking Which of Power we Rangers. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us are on the same page there. I don't think either of us had any idea that. Power Rangers were as in the cultural zeitgeist as they are. 
big, uh, yeah, big following at conventions. Yeah, um, the mayor was it? The Pink Ranger was there today. Uh, no, there was there's probably four or five. A number of Power Rangers were at yeah. Saratoga Comic Con today. Uh, Nightwing number one oh eight, Pathfinder, Wake Dead number four, Plot Holes number four, Sensational She Hulk number two. Star Trek number 14, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 40, Star Wars Dark Droids D Squad 3, Superman. Oh, God, really? Yeah. You made three of those already? Dark Remember Droids? D Squad? No, what's D Squad? D Squad was the oh, Clone was Wars, the... <laughs> Merv Gascon, like, or yeah, Mieber Gascon, rather. Yeah. Yeah, that whole mess. <laughs> that was D Squad. Well, they're back in comic book form. Check them out, people. Uh, Superman number 8. Uh, Titans number five, Uncanny Spider-Man number four, Void Rivals number six, Wolverine number thirty-nine, Wonder Woman number three, Wonderland, Child of Madness number one, and X-Men number one hundred and forty-one. Hell yeah, Steve! Anything you pulling? I just exit the window so you can't look at it. But um, uh, the Xbox. It's funny. Like Mike, Mike mentions X-Men one forty-one. They redo. They're putting a facsimile out of it. Yeah. And uh, at the con, two booths over from us, there's someone who's got a pristine copy of 141 that I'm like, dude, this guy's got I'm on the edge of this guy's got books like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's got a Secret Wars number eight just sitting there, like for Secret Wars number eight being well priced. First appearance like, of the Spider-Man black suit, symbiote yeah. suit. Um, yeah, and like they're expensive, but they're not as expensive right. as they should be, right? <laughs> So Steve and I are like, hmm, hmm, do we spend all the money that <laughs> that was made? I just for made at this con. Do I? We just buy all these? Ye. Um, it's really going to be hard for me not to make an offer at least on first appearance of Madame Xanadu that he has. He's also got first appearance of Human Target. These are two like deep cut DC characters, but I'm into those. I kind of want both of them. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't remember, that's Secret Wars Eight, the yeah. classic. Yeah. Black suit um, cover. X Men, that one forty one that Steve's talking about is the first issue of like yeah, Days of Future Past. Yeah, yeah, yep. Which I already have one forty two, which is the finale of Days of Future Past. So, really, seems like you should buy this one. Yeah, it probably does. I think but you should. <laughs> if, I, if I can talk the guy down to something even more ridiculously reasonable, he did say because we're vendors, he said I'll hook you guys up. Yeah. So, we'll I don't see. know what that means, but I could knock 20 bucks off the price of one of those or something. I don't yeah. know. The ones I'm after are less expensive than the ones you're after, I yeah. gotta say. Well, I, the, the Secret Wars one is not a reasonable... No. Like, unless he was giving that to me for 100 bucks. I don't think that's happening. A, that would be a steal oh, of 100 yeah. bucks. That would be nothing. You could turn that around real quick. Yeah. No. No, that's I, I. I had already told myself a hundred was my funny money, so it maybe. Uh, may Question be. for you: Say he gives you the the first appearance of the symbiote black suit Spider Man suit for a hundred dollars. You keep it, or you turn it around, sell it. Probably keep it with the potential of Secret Wars coming out. Yeah, because it's going to skyrocket. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Hmm. 
But like, how much more could it skyrocket though? Because we've already seen, like, we've seen black suit Spider Man in live action already. We've seen True. Venom in live action. Like, how much more could it go up if just because Tom Holland is wearing a black suit now? You know? Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw the black suit in live action wasn't really, uh, wasn't really the no. best movie in the world. It was not. Per se. It was not. Yeah. No, I don't know. I don't know either. Well, we've just talked about happy things. Let's talk about less happy yeah, things. Yeah, we have some... Uh, I'm considering these one-shots as some small stories. It's being reported... When? How long ago did we talk about this happening? A year? Did they announce that this? That it was being made? Yeah. Or that it was on hold? It was being made. Probably about two years ago we talked about it. Over a year yeah. at least, yeah. Um, a long time ago we, annu- we, uh, we announced... <laughs> we exclusively breaking news. breaking news here on the Multiverse Report. We get scoops all the time from Lucasfilm. Not true. Um, it was reported uh, over a year ago that uh, Star Wars: The Knights of the Old Republic, classic video game, was being remade, remastered, remade for a new generation. And apparently, that's not happening anymore. It's no longer in development. There was some. I remember reading that at Switch Studios. Um, but uh, apparently, let's see, um, gaming industry insider Jeff Grubb gave an update saying, "I just want to be, I just want to clear it up. This game is not being worked on right now. Just full stop. This game is not being worked on in any way at any studio. I looked into it a little bit. I don't think this is news to most of you. I think you guys can piece together." Piece this together if you've been listening to this and Sony stepping away and scrubbing mentions of Knights of the Old Republic from social media and YouTube. I think you can put two and two together there. But just to 100% confirm it, this game is not being worked on right now. So not really any information on why right. they're not doing it anymore, which is a bummer. Because I would, I was very excited about this, being someone who has never played Knights of the Old Republic. Yep. And would love to. But I was looking forward to replaying it. I don't necessarily want to play it on some like just shitty. Yeah, like looking... they remastered it for the Switch and some other yeah systems, but it's still like well, I don't have a Switch. Yeah, and I don't want to play some bootleg copy of it. Right, or whatever, and the, you know? they remade it for the phone, which I they had on sale for like two bucks one time, and I bought it. Really, but it's like it's a wonky ass control system, and it's not. I might try that. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know it was a phone game. That how yeah. is that possible? It seems insane. But that's a bummer. But uh, if you're looking forward to that, then sorry. <laughs> well, you're not now. You're not anymore. Um, uh, let's jump to this one next. End with the other <laughs> fun Star Wars thing. Um, this is a small one, but uh, excited. I am very excited to hear that Harley Quinn animated series has been renewed for season five. Which is awesome. I'm still. I have not finished season four. Um, still in the middle of it, but it's hilarious. It's insane. A lot of twists and turns. Shocking. Again, I've said this before. Every t- I say this a lot when we talk about this show, but I am continually shocked that DC, the, the brass at DC, allows this show to exist and allows this show to do what it does with its A-list characters. Uh. When I'm thinking of season four, specifically thinking of Nightwing, if anyone has seen season four of Harley Quinn, you know what I'm talking about with Nightwing. Shocked that they'd let that happen. Um, and uh, but I don't. Clearly, it's hitting. 
because they're getting a season five, and yeah. James Gunn's cool with it because they're allowing it to happen, exist in this Elseworlds banner that they have. Um, it's so fun. It's so funny. It's so great. If you're not watching Harley Quinn, just jump on it. They're easy to watch episodes. There's four full seasons on Max right now. Every one of them is a laugh riot. Just get into it. Get it. I can't recommend it enough. Yes. Including you, who have not watched enough no. of this show. I have not watched it at all, and that's that's Travesty. on me. That is Travesty. 100% on me. I'll tell you about the Nightwing thing afterwards. Okay. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you, I'll spoil it for. because you Understandable. Last one shot, last story of the night. Something that we do care about deeply and deeply. sincerely. Because today is, we should have opened the show with this. Today is Life Day. Yeah. Happy Life Day. Everybody, <laughs> do you know what life day is? Then Anybody? congratulations! Anybody? I'm wishing you a happy life day. Life day is a Star Wars Christmas. Yeah, it's a Wookiee celebration uh, that was adopted after uh, after the liberation from the Empire by the rest of the galaxy. Yeah, doesn't it only happens every three years? I think uh, I don't know. Maybe, but this today is an official life day. Per all Disney sources, it seems. Life Day. Happy Life Day, everybody. No one I would rather spend Life Day with than you, Steve Haller. <laughs> I gotta say. What a, Absolutely. What a coincidence of, I don't know, <laughs> wonder that and, has led us to spend all day together on you, Life Day. And you know where Life Day came from, folks? Life Day came from the off-maligned, for good reason, <laughs> Star Wars Holiday Special from 1978. <laughs> Off maligned. Yeah, you say that like there's somebody out there that would defend it as not. <laughs> there's being... gotta be like I'm sure there are tens of them. <laughs> if you know what we're talking about, you know that it's terrible. Star Wars holiday special, one of the worst things ever produced by humanity. And not even amazingly terrible. It's like it's just I'm, bad. I, it's just hard anybody to anybody who's a listener like knows how much of a Star Wars fan I, fan I am, and I had trouble getting through it. It's so funny to, like, explain this to someone that doesn't know what it is and see that their reaction's got to be like, okay, yeah, but I'm sure it's Star Wars. Yeah. No, How bad it's... can it be? Ooh, <laughs> oh, like, boy. Wow. You don't want to set that bar. You don't understand how bad this thing is. Last time I checked, it was for free on YouTube. If you ever watched the Star Wars holiday special. Yes, it is still. Yeah. Yep. Not the Lego one. Not that's on Disney no, Plus. That's really good. This one's However, not on Disney Plus because nobody that works at Lucasfilm wants anything to do with it ever. It's that bad. But it does star Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill, and Carrie Fisher. So that's something. If you want to see Carrie Fisher coked up uh, real good, singing some songs real mm -hmm. bad, check it out. If you want to see some really, really bad other Wookiee costumes and some weird. We'll go with weird scenes, because this is a PG-13 podcast. Yeah. If you want to see Harrison Ford regretting his whole existence, <laughs> I, I think it's possible that the Star Wars holiday special is what made Harrison Ford never want to talk about Star Wars ever. <laughs> it may be. <laughs> it's very possible. That was the impetus for everything. Anyway. Oh, uh, also, Jefferson Starship. Jefferson Starship. Yep. Uh, and a weird animated Art Boba Fett thing. Yeah, first appearance of Boba Fett. Yeah. Best best thing in that episode. Yes, and best 100%. thing in the holiday special is the animated 
sequence with Boba Fett. With Luke Skywalker and Boba Fett and a brontosaurus? <laughs> like, literally, Boba Fett's riding the dinosaur that Fred Flintstone, like, skates down at the end of the workday. <laughs> and we don't know what's going on. Also, Art Carney, isn't it? And B. Arthur. Oh, yeah. 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 100% B. Arthur. Uh, um, star-studded. Star-studded, this gang. Anyway... If you don't want to watch this monstrosity, if we if oh, what we're God. saying hasn't, the Arthur was running the Mos Eisley Cantina. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah. part. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> oh. Um, if we haven't sold you on the hol- in the Star Wars holiday special, I hope we haven't, because you don't deserve like you deserve better than watching. Oh, it's two hours long, by the way. You deserve better than sitting down for two hours and watching the worst thing you've ever seen. But what you should watch, maybe if you're interested in what we're saying. If you want verification right. of what we're talking about. Right, if you think you want to watch the holiday special, instead watch this. Watch this, which is a Star Wars holiday special behind-the-scenes documentary, which I think we talked about when it was announced. Now it has a release date. A documentary called A Disturbance in the Force. Great name for it. Which is a documentary about the production of 1978's Star Wars holiday special. Yes, 1978 came out the year after Star Wars A New Hope came out. Before Empire Strikes Back, the second Star Wars thing that the world saw was this holiday special. And yeah. somehow, it didn't kill the franchise. Isn't that incredible? There must have just been not enough people that saw this thing. Thankfully. How did they release something this bad and then still made the Empire Strikes Back? <laughs> it's insane. Anyway... And for anyone who didn't know, you also get introduced to Chewbacca's entire family. Mala, his wife. Yep. Mala Tobuk, his wife. Lumpa Waru. Yep. Lumpy. His son. Lumpy. And Itchy, Itchy. his dad. <laughs> Itchy, what is it? Itchy Atatuck or something? I don't know what it is, but uh, Itchy likes watching adult videos yes. in his living room. That was the, that was the slightly more than PG-13 uh, scene. Oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. That was so so weird. I'm sure someone's whistling or watching this and thing. this can't exist. Oh, but it can. <laughs> what are they talking about? This can't be real. It's real. It's terrible. It's um, real terrible. But this documentary, I'm really excited to watch this documentary. Yeah. I will definitely watch this documentary. Um, it's being released on digital and Blu-ray December 5th. Perfect timing for the holiday season. Um, it will also going to play in select theaters in the United States, uh, United Kingdom, and Australia. Um, but, you know, uh, not too many. I don't think it's not a wide release at all. Um, the uh, synopsis for it says, Travel back to a galaxy far, far away. The infamous Star Wars Holiday Special. This documentary dives into the mystery of how it happened and why 45 years later it has become, much to the chagrin of George Lucas, the ultimate cult classic among Star Wars fans. Featuring interviews with Seth Green, Kevin Smith, Patton Oswalt, Paul Shear, Weird Al Yankovic, Donny Osmond, Bruce Vilanch, and many more. Uh, Derbis, Derbis of the Force is directed by Jeremy Kuhn and Steve Kozak um, also produced the documentary alongside Kyle Newman. And, uh, yeah, it's about the Star Wars Holiday Special. It's a thing. I'm excited. All those, those are very funny people yeah. that are going to talk about it, so I feel like it'll be a funny thing, whether they're talking about their first experiences with it or reacting to it. I think that'll be worth watching, for sure. 
Um, as the story goes, George Lucas had the idea for it to be about Wookiees. He like pitched a couple ideas to a room of writers and then left and had nothing to do with it. And then once he saw it, he thought it was terrible. And what's the quote that he gave at a convention oh, once? He said, like, if I could personally collect and burn every copy yeah. of it, I would, or something like, like that. Like, there's a reason yeah. it never got released on... It's like, never been officially released. Yeah. It's not on Disney+. Plus. It's never been on Blu-ray or DVD or anything because it is so bad. You have to yeah. watch it on YouTube. And again, it is two hours long. Longer than A New Hope. <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Yes. Less longer than Empire Strikes Back. Yes. I don't even know if Return of the Jedi might barely be two hours. Yeah, the the official <laughs> runtime is 98 minutes. Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? It's bad. Um, It's not even, like, we're laughing about it. But it's not no, even... No, when you're watching it, though, it's not it's even not laughing It's not even laughable bad. bad. It's just bad. It's not even, it's not like a so bad it's funny. It's just bad. It's just bad. Um, but I think that's it. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry, I pulled up a synopsis. But, like, at one point, Chewie's wife calls Luke in his X-Wing. Like, it's just a cell phone call. Like, okay. Hey, what's up? That's the only time Mark Hamill's in it, I think. It might be. Yeah. It looks very glossy-eyed, I remember. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There were no enhanced substances on that set. I kind of think that you and I should record a commentary track for the Star Wars Just like MST3K the shit out of it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, th- I believe that there is a Rift Tracks is there? version, a Rift Tracks commentary for it. Nice. But I think you and I should watch it. Yeah. <laughs> that should be our first Maybe we should, you know, we Patreon should do, episode. Because I doubt, <laughs> I don't think either Matt or Adam have seen it. Oh, yeah. We could do the same thing we did for the, uh, the Ahsoka finale. Man. That would be so hard. That would be so hard to sit through. Oh, God. Ugh. Yeah, just make it... The, the goal is just make it as long as we can. Yeah. As long as possible. Yep. Um, that's all I got, Steve. I think we're good. I think we did it. Our second live podcast ever. Our second live podcast ever. Um, a little over an hour, I think. I think we made... Hour 18. We made our time. So, uh, yeah, Steve and I are going to be here for another day of Saratoga Comic-Con tomorrow. So if you're in the area, come on by. Check it out. Say hi. Absolutely. And, um... Oh, also, James Earl Jones did reprise his role as Darth Vader's voice. and That's true. He did. I forgot about that. Yeah. See, I've only seen the ending of it once because I've only sat through the whole thing one time. <laughs> and there's been times when I've put it on... And been, just after not, a while, it's been yeah. like, no, I can't. I can't. I'll put it in, the, it's like a background thing. If I'm wrapping presents or something, I'll put it on. Uh, for anyone who is watching that has watched the show numerous times, I would rather watch The Rise of Skywalker than this. I would rather watch any Star Wars movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And any, you, sorry, to clarify, Rise of Skywalker, your least favorite Star Wars movie? Yeah. 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 I'd rather watch, I'd watch Attack of the Clones. Easy. That's my least favorite Star yeah. Wars movie. Um, I would watch that Clockwork Orange style with my eyelids propped open like this. <laughs> I would watch Attack of the Clones like this ten times before watching uh, Star Wars. A holiday special. It's bad. It's bad, yeah. people. It's bad. Well, you know what else you could do? 
if you want to tell us, if you want to watch it and then tell us how bad it is, oh yeah, you should leave that as a five star review for us. Please do that on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> yeah. Give us five stars and then talk. And then about just how talk bad about how bad the holiday special is. <laughs> if anyone does that, I I applaud you. Um, you know, I applaud you for the five stars, but also for sitting through the holiday special. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, also, if you want to get a hold of us on the socials, the Multiverse Report. Um, beyond that, feel free to check out multiverseport.com. You know, get all this however you want to. We're around. Find us on yeah. whatever platform you feel like. Instagram and threads and kind of blue sky, but not really blue sky. But blue sky is weird. Blue like, sky is weird. I, I like the blue sky, but also, like, there's not much going on there. I like it a lot, but there's really nothing happening. Yeah. Threads is more of a... Threads feels more like Twitter. Yes. Um, to me. But, uh, and then, you know, we post on Facebook sometimes, too, but... I think it's usually, like, auto-posts from yeah, posting from stuff Instagram. on Instagram. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, we put up some pics and stories from today at Saratoga Comic Con. We'll put up more tomorrow, um, so check those out. And, uh, I guess... So, yeah, this is our episode this week, so we won't be doing one next... Tomorrow. Tomorrow yep. night. This is it. Saturday night episode. And, uh, we'll be there not tomorrow, but the following Sunday, post-Thanksgiving. Right? Happy Thanksgiving, yeah. everybody. Happy Life Day. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday. All those things happening. Happy Blackout Saturday. Happy Blackout Saturday. Yeah. Um... And that's all. We love you. Goodbye. So until next time, Steve and I have to go watch uh, Chris's Vacation real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so we got to cut this short right now. <laughs> Sorry. Inside joke. Yep. Um, but until next time, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the multiverse. <laughs>